This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. The Panopticon is the concept of that prison, right, where you've got the central pillar and you can't see whether the guards are in that pillar or not and then the prisoners are in the circle around the pillar. And so the prisoners are sitting there Um, looking at the pillar, they can't see whether the guards are watching them or not. And so, as I understand the theory goes, they start policing themselves because they say, we may or may not be being watched at all times. And so we better conduct ourselves as if we are because we might be, right? And so you become your own jailer. Self-care is about <laughs> me caring for me, right? That tea in <laughs> my mouth, I was like about to spit it out. <laughs> I'm like, keep on. I was not expecting that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Continue, please. And, and it's not necessarily about me caring for other people, right, is one of the interesting realisations I've come to. And so, um, like, work stuff's got a bit funny, like as we've spoken about in the past, and I've got to this funny old point where... Um, I've been in capitalism for so long that I'm starting to become capitalism's jailer as well because I was sitting there at work, I think yesterday at about 20 past seven and, you know, I've been working in law firms for 10 or 15 years and I'm not really very used to them being quiet at 20 past seven in the morning. I'm pretty used to, you know, people, you know, buzzing around and like getting to work at law firms and I realised, Shag, that I'd panopticoned myself because I was sitting there being like, mm, there really should be some people in here conducting some labour in order for the owners of this business to extract the value of that labour because that's what the wages, which is to say the very small portion of the profits being generated by this business entity, is meant to pay for. And so I snapped out of a shag and the revolution's back on. Um, I'm meeting heaps more rich people we're going to have to eat and it's going to be really, really good. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> so step one, you work for them. Step two, the revolution. Yeah. Step three, shock It's going to be great. Yeah. We'll just invite them to a big party to be like, rich people, here's the party. Like, don't even worry they about it. They love a big party. <laughs> yeah. This isn't a trick kind of party. This is just a normal a normal kind, the kind you'd go to, you know, as part of your rich people affairs. Okay, well... Today, weirdly enough, mm. all roads on this podcast seem to lead back to cannibalism. And yes. they do today, but not for any reason that was intentionally about this podcast. So mm. we we had a slight break, so I'm all refreshed and I'm all like, yes, like, what can I do? What's interesting? And thinking about the mm. last two episodes, we've looked at very contemporary horror, which is very like almost like coolsy horror. Like, it's knowingly knowing that pop culture is going to be like, this is pretty cool. You should check this out, right? And you've got to understand that not even a decade ago, horror was supremely uncool. 
I'd like I think that's also part of it. Like I think we 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 brushed on eight or ten episodes ago of like I don't like horror fans and we spoke about mm. chainsaw dick and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And I think it is very, very uncool. Like it does feel like metal t-shirts and ill-fitting black hoodies and you know that kind of thing Shadow. yeah and i think it's the difference between like machine gun kelly wearing a cannibal corpse t-shirt and mm. like somebody who knows the lyrics to all of their atrocious songs wearing a cannibal corpse t-shirt right and yes. that's contemporary horror appreciation versus what horror appreciation used to be so anyway the reason why I talk about this is because mm. as, you know, a long-time horror fan, it it's now very easy to see all of these films, but it used to be that a lot of horror films you just heard whispers of. Like, you might see mm. them in a list or, you know, you read about them in a film festival. And, in fact, a lot of the time, if you'd have to you'd you'd hope it would be at the film festival and if it wasn't there you'd have to wait till it showed up on DVD or you know weirdly showed up to SPS which is one of the free to air channels we have here or, or you had a cousin who had a copy of the VHS or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah and that's that's going back 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 so that thought combined with the fact that i i wanted to I wanted to get to the roots of this show and do and like do a movie that was just a bit fucked. Do a movie that was like just maybe a bit creepy or a bit gross or just something that just feels like unsettling without like a cool dance sequence from Sebastian San and Daisy Edgar Jones. Do you know what I mean? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like I'm with you. I'm with you. Getting getting back to our roots. So one of the films from this era, and in fact this film's from 2010, and Back in 2010, it, like, if a horror film wasn't readily available to you, it wasn't necessarily easy to get, right? So That feels like a lifetime ago, I've got to say, 2010. Right, right. I, it may as well be fucking 1855. Like, it just like doesn't everybody exist. was yeah, wearing, yeah, like, the skinniest pants. Like, the skinniest <laughs> pants. You sort of have been and remain my fashion mentor, and I'm and I'm and I'm doing my best to do it. And one of your first pieces of direct mentorship was to take me to a shop in Melbourne when we were down there for that battle rap championships. To be like, Paige, we need to buy you a pair of extremely <laughs> skinny jeans. <laughs> and this is back when what were they called Cheeky Mondays? Oh or, yeah, or oh no, Cheap Mondays, Cheap Monday, Cheap 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 Mondays. And, the, and they're essentially leggings, right, with stitching yeah. down the side, like insanely stretchy. And I remember being like, I'm not sure any pair of jeans is ever going to be as cool <laughs> <laughs> as these leggings. So this is the era when mm. this film existed. Now, I remember, I think it was, I maybe read about it in a list or mm. I'd seen it on a film festival, but it wasn't something I could see. And for some mm. reason... It came back into... Oh, no. In fact, I know why it came back into my life because I saw its remake... The, the remake of this film. God, this is so convoluted. But I saw the remake of this film listed on one of the streaming services and I realised, oh, fuck, I've never seen this film. I remember it being talked about. I quickly read a couple of reviews of it and this one I love from uh, Deborah Young in Reuters that said, uh, mm. this film is perhaps too dark and relentlessly humorless to find a wide international audience. And I'm like, fuck, relentlessly humorless is the type of film I need to be doing on this week's episode of Spook Guy. Uh, it also has one of my favourite horror film titles of all time, Big Call, I know, but once you hear it, you just know shit's going to go down the moment you watch this film. So, Peach, oh, God. today 
And it's actually not as bad. All, all of the all of these things I'm saying, this film is like dark and bleak, but it's not as bad as I'm building out to be. But it's still a fun ride, and I'm excited to do it. So today, Peach, we are doing... I think this must be our second film from Mexico, which I'm excited about, from 2010 called Somos Lo K.I., which roughly translates to be We Are What We Are. That's quite a nice self-care motto as well, back to our theme <laughs> of like, we're just, <laughs> we are. Se murió mi papá. Okay, at one minute 50, that was just too long a trailer. <laughs> I just pulled out about one minute 20 in. Uh, like, I get it. Like, it's fine. There's, you know, there's a family, you know, and there's some choppy editing. I get it. It's fine. Um, and I was served this weird ad at the start that just reminded me of how hard it is, I think, to write advertising copy. And I know, Shake, that's not precisely what you do. But it was an ad for butter. And it's like, this butter. It's more than butter. And it's like, well, <laughs> like, like I feel like your sales pitch can no longer be like, it's, you know, it's yum. It's the best butter there is. It's like, it has to be, you know, like what values are espoused by our butter? But Shag, super boring trailer, but I sort of get it. We're in Mexico City. Dad's dead. There are some cannibals or something like that. Perhaps the last 30 seconds, it got more interesting, but I, but I did sort of tune out. Let's see how we go. <laughs> All right. So... You're right. This this film was entirely shot in Mexico City. The Mexican population is extremely tiny in Australia. I think at the last census there was something like 3,000 people who reported having been born in Mexico, living in Australia, So, which is absolutely tiny. So, like, mm. I, I think that's interesting because I, I imagine uh, in the same way that for an Australian, places like New Zealand or a lot of places in Asia like Japan, uh, Thailand, Vietnam feel like a lot closer. I imagine... This is a place that, you know, Mexico really does feel like a place I'd love to go, but do not know anything about. Peach, I don't know if you'd ever want to tell your eating in a car park story, but it might be one of my favorite stories of yours. Did we tell it on Fussy Eater? Maybe we told it on Fussy Eater, but this is 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 one of my favorite Peach stories of all time. And I I just, (laughs) I just, because, 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 and this just goes to show like Mexico to us really is like a completely different place. Like it's, it's not close. It's not easy to get to. So a lot of Australians, Mm. in fact, I'd say most Australians really have no experience with Mexico at all. Yeah, okay. Um, strap yourself in for a slightly disappointing based on that back. You know, so it's going to be a moderate story. Go, oh, okay, yeah, that's, like, that's fun. So the year was 2014. We're in August. My brother was getting married to Ivan, my brother-in-law, and we were going to a Spanish town called San Miguel de Alande. 
um, which is about six or seven hours, as I recall, from Mexico City. So we had a night in Mexico City. Then we get a coach or a bus or like a, I think a very large minivan um, out to Mexico City. And we stop at this truck stop. And it's a truck stop that has like a shop and then like a, you know, flat panel grill in the back where you could get like a pork sandwich and put all exciting accoutrement on or, you know, everyone was really into these extremely spicy chips or Cheetos or something that everyone was eating there. And I just sort of wasn't really where my head was at. And I should also say I'd left my entire family at home and so it was like like bachelor peach off the leash for the first time in four years of like fucking someone like you know my partner's working extremely hard to look after all the children while I'm here I must fit in as much life as possible right so I was away so it's like a 37 38 hour trip to get there I was there for three nights before (laughs) doing the same trip (laughs) and so I'm like I must get as much life in I must experience as much of Mexico as possible so I saw that that grill back there I was like "Yeah, yeah that's fine whatever who cares and I wandered around the parking lot to sort of see what sort of people were around and there was a gathering around um, what you and I, what, what, what would you call, Shag, not a sedan, but like a hatchback that you can fit a lot of people in. So, oh, like a like, like an SUV or no? Yeah, yeah, sort of like a very small, very, very old and rusty SUV with the with the, the back of it open and there was a gathering of people around and they were eating around it and I was like, now this looks like an authentic experience. <laughs> <laughs> And so what I had hoped in my extremely white colonizer way was, oh, hopefully this is a humble local food seller of foodstuffs who will hopefully sell me one of those very authentic looking things of, of, you know, whatever's going on. And so I'm like edging over like money in hand being like, I am a white person with money. You know, I'm going to walk over towards you and hopefully (laughs) hopefully things are going to go okay. Because you don't Um, speak Spanish, do you? No, I don't. Um, And so I sort of wandered over and I got an extremely warm welcome, like in in Spanish based on the body language and based on the rhythm of the words that were being used and 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 that sort of thing. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is going all right. And they immediately offer, like, like and so what it appeared to be was some, like, braised chicken thighs and this amazing-looking, like, tomato-y sauce and some, like, supermarket white bread, you, like, you know, squishy, shitty, lovely, sweet, tastes like lollies, supermarket white bread and um, some rice. And so you eat bread, a bit of rice, well, I always love carbs plus carbs. It's such a great idea. Uh, bread, bit of rice, bit of this braised chicken thigh. And I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not going to take it from, like, you know, I'm trying to transact and I'm hopefully overpaying, you know, in my white colonizer way to assuage my guilt, but also hopefully to, you know, make sure it's a win-win for everyone, hopefully. And they're not going to take my money. They're like, no, 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 take the sandwich, but I'm not, like, we're not, we're not taking your money. And I'm like, mm, well, no, I'm not, like, you know, so we get in this thing of, like, we're both <laughs> look trying to look out for each other in this bilingual transaction. And so I'm like, well, no, stuff this. I'm taking what I now understand to be a very significant amount of money <laughs> um, and put it under a container and then rested it back and left that there and then reached over to accept the, accept the sandwich. And it was, just, yeah, it was, look, it was extremely delicious, but I should also say, it's probably coloured by the like the story. Yeah, so I'm sitting here being like, I'm in an authentic experience, mm. man. And so we're trying to have this cross-cultural interaction where it's obvious I'm some idiot from another country related to these, these minivans that are parked at the other end of the parking lot. 
and you know, I'm trying to say, you, you know, I'm from Australia, like, you know, nice to meet you, this is delicious, thank you. you, you know, this kind of thing. And I'm trying to ask what the what the gathering is, and they're like, AA. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Like, like AA. And they're like, um, uh, alcoholica, uh, no. Um, and it turned out that I was like interrupting an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting <laughs> at the back of a station wagon. That's what I was after. The back of a station wagon, somewhere like on a highway, <laughs> three or four hours outside of Mexico oh. City. <laughs> Oh, every time, <laughs> every time, the payoff to that story, Pedro. Oh. And um, uh, look, it's a little postscript, but later that night I got lost because I was like, I'm going to have some more authentic experiences. <laughs> um, and so San Miguel de Allende is paved with little paving stones. It's one of these real Spanish colonizer cities. It's like stunningly beautiful, like built in the, I think, the late 19th century mainly. Um, and so I was like, oh, man, I've got to find some street food, man. And again, colonizer style, I tried to buy a taco with the slice of pineapple. I've forgotten what, what, what the style that is, but it's some local style. And um, my Michelada. And the currency I had was too large for them to give um, good enough change for. And so I had this like awful thing where I was like, oh, no, that's fine. I'm some white idiot. So, you know, it's all just monopoly money to me. You just, you know, you just take it. I don't care. <laughs> and you paid like $200 for a taco. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, it was another transaction that I like struggled to, to be like, I'm not going to, like, I want that taco and that drink. I want to feel like I've paid for it and haven't stolen it. And I also don't want to go to any further trouble or feel like you're going to any further because it's busy, right? There's people behind me, people in front of me like no 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 well, like, we're not giving you change for that <laughs> and so um uh it was good fun jag and uh i've been to one alcoholics anonymous meeting didn't really understand what they're talking about but they seem to be very nice people it, it is funny how that obsession from the last decade or so with authentic experiences mm. is is probably from the fact that white australian culture is colonization Yep. That's literally white Australian culture. Like that's what it is. That's what it's built on. And so, of course, it makes sense for this hunt for to basically, you know, colonize cultural experiences. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and you know, you even think about wasn't there a pub that was like named after like Biggie and Jay Z? And... Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, so here's the thing. If you, oh, like, they're they're like I and. It, it's weird because it's like I love Sydney. Like we said, I want to die here. I love Australia. Mm. But like, but there are so many problems with it, and the fact mm. that there are so many burger and often this is fucked like fried chicken places that have like dishes named up, and it's always like fucking Biggie and Tupac. It's always a very specific group of rappers yep. from the like early nineties. Yep. And they're like graffitied on the wall or like one of the meals is named after them. And it's like... And it's like, here's our fried chicken and salsa. Guess what we made the salsa with? We put a bit of watermelon it's in there. Like, Do you get what? it? And it's like, fuck, <laughs> like, no, you can't. Do, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, we're in a country where people did blackface less than 15 years ago. People would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going, I'm going blackface. To, I, like, I guarantee if you have mm. Australian friends... If mm. you looked through one of their friends' Facebook photos, you'd find somebody jokingly dressed up as blackface to a to a like fancy dress party. 
or someone who does a hilarious Indian accent. Mm. Oh, you'll never like listen to Jono do a like. Yeah, it's yeah. Anyway, look, that yeah. that is such a huge digression. Peach. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's me. I asked you about that, and I that's love that authentic story. Australian white culture. This digression. <laughs> this is very authentic. <laughs> anyway, look. Okay, so we are what we are. Uh, like mm. I said, from 2010. Very mm. short movie, Peach. Eighty-five minutes was the was oh, the running time on my t- eighty-five minutes. Oh, yes, yeah. The preview felt longer than that, but yes, <laughs> that's the <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's a good point. If it has a short running time, don't mm. fuck that up with a really long and drawn out preview. And I feel like editing style. We should ask Sammy about this next time we do a two spook. I didn't mm. watch. I do feel like editing styles change so fast. That like even the, like that trailer was edited twelve years ago, and trailers are probably my favourite form of art. They're the greatest of medium kind. of all time. They are the greatest medium of all time. I, well, TikToks are probably taking their place, although TikToks really inherited their legacy from from trailers, arguably. Yeah. So, so arguably, their trailers two point um, But the editing style back then just felt so boring. It was like lots of like choppy stuff going. On. I'm like, ugh, hmm. just let me know what's happening in this thing. And the attention spans of especially mine, even an 85-minute film, Shag, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to do a good job to, uh, to uh, keep our attention because we are what we are. All right, so in the opening scene, mm. the father of a family goes mm. into like a re- one of those really wealthy outdoor shopping malls. You know what I'm talking about, right? That's like, like very high-end boutiques, lots of greenery everywhere, but it's sort of outdoor, mm. so it's sort of almost like a number of alleys and str- and like walking streets rather than yeah. an indoor i'm i'm with you based on that description anyway, but i'm uh, that's uh, yeah, th- yeah that's where we are and mm. he's clearly mm. like the clientele are clearly wealthy he's clearly not he's quite disheveled there's mm. something wrong with him he's sort of stumbling mm. through this place he gets to a shop where he's like mm. looking at the mannequins through the window and he's like almost like trying to reach them by placing on the glass a guy comes out and he's like Get the fuck out of here. Get away from my store. So he keeps walking. I love that he's so sick that he's forgotten how glass works. He's like, I'll just reach through this glass. <laughs> Why can't I reach and reach through it to touch the thing that I can see? <laughs> so eventually he makes his way to, you know, like a thoroughfare where he falls down dead. Pete, because because there's like I guess there's a, He's got glass poisoning, <laughs> but also there's always like I, I feel like now the more I watch horror, the more I'm like there's never not an undercurrent of like social criticism, mm. but lots of rich people just sort of walk around him until a cleaning crew sort of move his body slash sweep his body away. I arguably would walk around. Like, like if you saw someone in trouble in public, I'd be like, "Oof, that looks like a difficult problem." <laughs> Hopefully, someone. <laughs> Hopefully not. But in my dark heart, I'd be like, "I got a lot on." I got to go to an out. I could have go to a lot of outdoor shops. But so Adele's an RN and has you know done mm. emergency and stuff. So it's even worse because when whenever something like this happens in public, she rushes to the rescue and it's always like, mm. oh, Shaq, can you just hold all the bags and stuff? So I'm just sitting there. I'm always just standing there helpless while Adele is like resuscitating a like an old man who's fallen downstairs, like, you know, making sure he's breathing and like coordinating the effect. And I'm always just like, I, I couldn't be more helpless. Like my skills could not mean less to the world if any true problem arises. 
my grandma, um, R.I.P. Joan, used to say, watching is helping. <laughs> like if you were being, <laughs> it's like, no, no, just fucking don't like, don't move, don't do anything. Just fucking watching is helping. Staying out of the way is helping. P.S. That's also what we tell mm. our child when we don't want them involved in things. It's like, no, you just, you, mm. you can help cooking by You're watching cooking. Job. Just <laughs> staying right there is awesome. <laughs> anyway, so turns out that this patriarch of this family mm. is a watchmaker who repairs watches at a local street market. So we cut straight from this, like, fancy place to a quite rough-looking street market. Um, Mm. And it's the family's sole mean of support, which is this small sort of watch-fixing stand. Now, Dad hasn't appeared for the day's work, so his two sons are manning the stall, Alfredo and Julian, or uh, Alfredo Mm. and Julian. So this guy comes, comes to the stall and it's like, Where's your dad? Where the fuck's my watch? I've been waiting three weeks. Turns out Julian is like a, a very sort of vi- is the violent son. He immediately gets into a fight with this guy. And then the woman who runs the market comes along and she's an old woman. And she's like, you haven't paid your rent. You got to get out of here. Julian steps up and she's like, what the fuck are you going to do? Are you going to fight an old woman? Get out of here. And then they leave. That's sick. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So... When the boys arrive at home, and there's clearly tension between them already, mm-hmm. there's there's this idea that the dad was potentially going to brothels and spending all their money there and not, you know, doing any doing oh, any God. work. And yeah. the boys clearly were fighting for their father's attention. So there, there's a bit of tension in the dialogue on their way home. Now, when they get mm-hmm. home, their sister Sabina enters in a state of shock because she's like, I heard some news. And get this, it's the guy who always goes to the mall and looks at the mannequins has died. That's definitely dad. Dad's dead. Okay. Their mother, Patricia, pretty much instantly becomes catatonic. Not catatonic in the way that it's like she got, it's like she sort of becomes emotionless. She acts this really well where it's like mm. basically she just becomes a shell of a person and retreats to her room and locks her door. Yep. The children then discuss who's going to provide for the family now, specifically for the ritual. And it's always referred to in this film as the ritual. And in fact, there are clocks all around the house that we later find out are basically counting down to the ritual and will ring an alarm when it's time to do the ritual. It's just okay. it's just setting up like a really cool backstory that I haven't seen in a cannibal film yet. Anyway, so I, I say cannibal film because mm. we find out very early. It's like, so far this stinks is, <laughs> is my... Mm. All right, so I say cannibal mm. film because we find out very early in a local morgue, Tito the coroner and the director of the funeral home bring in Octavio and Owen, who are two police detectives, because the coroner has found mm. a finger in the dad's stomach. The detectives are like, man, like... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, so <laughs> this, this, this posits a world where a complete post-mortem is performed on a man who died on the street. So the state is going to pay for mm. this post-mortem to be conducted. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is, that, is that the world this posits? Yes, yeah. yeah. I, like, I suppose everything, you know, everyone's got to create their own universe and stuff, but, I, like... I just find it really distracting. Now I'm sitting here pissed off at being like, oh, great. So, like, <laughs> how do you have two strata of society, right, where you, the, the, the state is still taking in enough tax dollars to pay for fucking free postmortems for everyone, mm. including going through the stomach contents of some idiot who just died on the street? 
Anyway, <coughs> anyway, so Octavio and Owen are clearly really shitty detectives. You know that doesn't happen, don't you? Like, it's not like if I fell down today, they wouldn't take my corpse to be like, well, let's just cut Peach open just to see what's... Yeah, just, just to see what's, let's just fuck just around just and fight. What <laughs> I want to know what he was eating. Let's... Yeah, what, what did he have for breakfast? I mean, also as well, like, I don't really know how... <clears> like, we don't know what this ritual is. We don't know how it works. A finger, an adult finger, which this was, with a mm. long fingernail attached, so it was a woman, is, is the implication, mm. seems to be. Yeah, how would you swallow it? And yeah. then, after the body was found dead, how was it still completely intact in the stomach, where I'm pretty sure there are, like, lots of acids and things that break food down, right? Like, he must have eaten it an hour ago, like, hour, or hours ago and not days ago. Like, like, how would you swallow something all that? Like, if you look at your finger, like, swallowing a pill and, is difficult. And there's also a reason why this is, and look, obviously, like, you know, trigger warning for people who've, like, you know, had problems with this in the past. Swallowed but, fingers, yeah, but, yeah. But also, the way that we make ourselves wretch is by putting a finger down our throat. Yeah, it's the, li- the literal <laughs> way to cause your way. stomach to empty its contents. <laughs> Straight up, straight up. Anyway, so but but look, that's happened. Um, mm. Octavio and Owen clearly like shitty detectives, but they decide they really want to take this case on because this might be the case that makes them famous. And there's a couple of moments where like there are better detectives who are like almost sort of pay them out and they're like, we're also on this case too. You guys are dickheads. You'll never solve this, you idiot, sort of thing. Like th- there's this, there's for an 85 minute film, they do a <laughs> lot of like misdirection about the different characters. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So we don't care about it. Like we just get a bit no, of this and it no, turns out to be irrelevant. No, like it's not, it's not, it's not not irrelevant, but it's also not <laughs> relevant if that makes sense. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's color and shade. Uh, I get it. Uh, so the kids are like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? We need to get somebody for the ritual. Now that dad's not here, it's up to us. So Alfredo and Julian attempt to... Their first thing is like, let's go to the bridge. And we discover that the bridge is where basically the homeless kids of the city hang out, or at least a, a, a crew of homeless kids in the city. So they try to mm. kidnap a homeless child, but obviously all their friends are like, what the fuck are you doing? So they're chased away. Next they go to And this is also like It's not funny This is a very bleak film So next they go to like A really popular strip For sex workers They find a girl They force her into The back of the car Julian the violent one Punches her out And then puts her In the back seat of the car And then They drive off with her And take her home I don't know a lot about The SW economy but my pop culture knowledge is that many people who engage in SW uh, do so, including a support network that has its own problems, but but that would potentially protect against a scenario and, like and that. And that absolutely comes up. So, like, when, okay. when she's, like, forced into the car, we notice that, like, the entire street are, like, hey, and, like, run after the car and try to chase it, but they can't get away. Like, there's mm. this weird... The whole film, I was kind of like, why are they just doing this in the open? Like, they're not really trying to hide what they're doing. Like, it's mm. it's weird the way that they just do this. And mm. this becomes a little bit more apparent later on. But anyway, so... Okay. At the moment, this is the worst movie we've done so far. So, this sucks. So they bring her home, tie mm. her to the kitchen table. She's screaming. It's, it's awful. And... Mm. I'm watching it. I'm watching it at lunchtime while I'm, you know, doing some work in the background. <laughs> My doors are open because it's raining, and I'm trying to make sure the house doesn't get too moldy because the rain at the moment is no joke. And 
I'm just like, there are these awful screams coming from my TV and <laughs> my neighbours are in really close proximity. That's just, you know, that's the inner west. And I'm just like, what are people thinking I'm watching? And it's like, <laughs> I am not meant to feel good about this woman's anguish tied to this table, not knowing what's going to happen. Mm. So the boys are sort of arguing about the fact that who's going to kill her, like who's going to prepare her for the oh ritual. The yeah. mum comes down and the mum's like, you can't get a sex worker. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, she's, you know, she's a person. She's good for the ritual. Mum's like, she's not going to work for the ritual. The boys keep fighting. Mum disappears, comes back with a spade and just... Now, most of the violence in this film happens off screen. But what we do yeah. see is quick action and we hear awful sound effects. So we see the mum with the spade just go whack, 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 like just like like five really powerful whacks clearly on this woman's head and we just hear like a as this woman is battered to death by this mum. This is a grim, joyless film devoid of poetry uh, yeah it, it's it's a humorous it's a it's a humorous film alfredo runs mm. out while julian and sabina wrap the dead woman in a sheet julian and the mum take her back to the corner where the boys picked her up and dumped her in front of the other sex workers and the mum like really fucking scary like not high again not hiding this at all being like do you want to try and have sex with my son this is what's going to happen to you next and just leaves this body on the corner and drives off that's actually amazing. It's uh, horrific. It's, it's so horrific, right? The prostitutes mm. report the incident to Octavio and Owen who come and check it out and interview them all and start to put together a case. Now, Alfredo goes looking for another potential meal. Meal? Like this is a victim for the ritual, yeah, yes? Yeah, we're calling in, – yeah. in, this, in this Wikipedia synopsis, they call them meals. In the films, they're just looking for someone for the ritual. That's how it's described. Yeah. Um, Wikipedia is so funny that way of like, yeah, the sixth sense starts off with the ghost who's Bruce, <laughs> played by Bruce Willis. <laughs> but Wikipedia synopsises are also an art and yep. like all art, 95% of it is terrible. I think they might be craft. I'm sort of coming to the. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I elevate them, Shago. I don't know. What do you reckon? Yeah. Look, I mean, it's it's borderline totally. But then, mm. even then, deciding on what art is or isn't is so against the nature of art that it's 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 a conversation not <laughs> for this podcast. High school, like, oh god, how it's like. Oh, we've got to do a week of fucking postmodernism. Oh, your telephone bill's art. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, like, the maths test you had this morning is the same as Shakespeare. Oh, that's postmodernism. Anyway, back to, like, back to reading Dickens or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, that, that is high school, like, in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Alfredo, who is the nonviolent but kind of, like, elder son who's starting to mm. see himself as the leader of the family now that the dad's gone, goes looking for another potential meal. And we, there's this implication that he decides to go into a gay bar looking for a victim, but also that there's this latent interest within him that he's almost mm. using this as an excuse to be like, oh, I'm just looking for a victim. I don't have an interest in exploring this culture otherwise. Mm. Again, like a lot happens in 85 minutes, but there are very conservative traditional family so the idea that alfredo would go to a gay bar feels very off if he wasn't looking for a victim 
Mm. But anyway, he goes there, ends up dancing, leaves the bar because he's like, I, I, I'm not going to find anyone. But then he made, he made eye contact with a dude in the bar, runs back to the bar and just starts making out with this dude on the dance floor and then brings him home. So when he comes home, the family mm. who are also pretty dismissive of having a sex worker as a ritual are basically like, you know, we're not going to eat a gay man. Like there's this weird conservative dynamic. So the facade, the facade is over now. Like we are getting people to eat them. Well, it's when well, the clocks go off. Yeah, like mm. I, I think I think we know what's going to happen. Like the cool thing about yeah. this film is they don't they're not like building up to a reveal because you'd know and it would be disappointing. It's not that. Yeah, yeah. It's the fact that we're mm. building up to this ritual. So, as Alfredo and Julian argue the point. An older man comes downstairs from the mother's room. So she, without anybody knowing, had just picked up this dude and brought him home. He's like, what the fuck? Mum out of nowhere smacks him in the face with the spade. In the confusion, the guy that Alfredo picked up runs out. And then the family beat the guy on the ground to death, eventually by stabbing him through the mouth. Now, this they do show, and I've never actually seen this before, and I found this quite horrific. Just the way that imagine a man's open mouth screaming and then just being stabbed straight through that. Again, it's a a very bleak film. So Mm. they decide that this man is going to be for the ritual. So Sabina and Patricia prepare the man for eating. And they mention a few times it's like you'll get to eat this person as as part of the ritual. They have all these like big plastic sheets around this table where it's going to happen. Meanwhile, Alfredo and Julian chase after the gay boy because, you know, I guess like they're probably concerned about him telling people even though they weren't really before. Mm. Anyway, so he runs to a fast food stand and asks the police to protect him. Detectives Octavio and Owen overhear this and on their police radio and head to the scene. They decline to call for backup as they want to keep the glory of the collar all for themselves. So Detective Octavio stops Alfredo and Julian in an alley, but is shot by a beat cop who mistakes Octavio for one of the cannibals. Detective Owen discovers Sabrina and Patricia preparing their meal in a ritualistic fashion. So part of the leg has been like held up. Part of the body has been cut open. They're clearly doing something. We don't know what the ritual is or what it's for, Mm -hmm. but there's method to this thing that they're doing. And they've clearly done many times in their lives. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even when the cops and stuff come in and things are happening, Sabina's like, mom, we've got to get out of here. And the mom says probably the most important line in the thing. She's like, don't worry. We just need to do the ritual. As long as we can do the ritual, everything else goes away. Okay. Which is like, what the fuck? That's the moment where I was like, oh, fuck, what is this? What's going on? But obviously the cops come in. Detective Owen is killed by the women. Alfredo and Julian arrive home. Patricia insists on completing the ritual, but Alfredo drags her away to escape over the rooftops. The police then, the broader police then break into the family home. Julian shoots several Mm. of them before the family manages to hide upstairs. The mother says that only one must survive to carry on the ritual and flees to the rooftop. The the sex workers earlier in the film see her escaping and pursue her. All right, so a lot's happened, right? But basically the ritual's been interrupted. So the mum's escaped. Julian's dead. Mm. Alfredo and Sabina are Mm. upstairs. So Alfredo bites Sabina's neck 
So when the cops come up, they shoot Alfredo, but they think Sabina's a victim. So they take her in an ambulance to the hospital. The next day, we see Sick. Sabina escaping from the hospital, intercut with Patricia's body discovered in a playground, beaten to death. So that's the mum in a playground, beaten to death. Yep. At, Good stuff. At the end of the film, we find Sabina in a hospital gown at the local market, locking eyes with this guy who at first is a bit like, why are you looking at me? And then a bit like, oh, because Sabina's like a youngish woman. He's like, why is this young woman looking at me? And she cracks like the faintest of smile and then it cuts to black and then it's just like, we are what we are on screen. So, Peach, that was We Are What We Are, a weird film. I'll give Mm. you that. A film that I'd heard whispers about and have only seen now in 2022. It perhaps is very much a film of its time, but... I'm curious to hear your take on it. I find it deeply unsatisfactory. I'm like, we're not going to tell you what it is, <laughs> but just it's a really cool idea, okay? <laughs> just it's very cool. <laughs> just know that we do have an idea of what the ritual is, but we felt like not telling you, and it was a good call for us not to. But I feel like they gave uh, us enough breadcrumbs by being like, number one, we don't need to worry about covering our tracks because all that goes away. But number two, potentially, if one person does it, then everyone's saved. Any- like, I, I don't... There's just... I get it. There's something yeah, cool like, about broadly that. that's fine. I don't know. Like, why was the dad looking at dresses and didn't know what glass <laughs> why was? Why was he the mannequin like, man? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, the clocks are just like the theme of clock. There's a theme of clocks and watches. Yeah, so, because mm-hmm. what's not mentioned here is... Like, mm. all the clocks start going off while every, all shit's going down, and that's when the mum's like, doesn't matter, let's just do the fucking ritual. As long as we do it, everything goes away. We got to do it. Like, it's crazy how much the entire family in their own way, even though they all sort of collapsed and were infighting and, you know, uh, mm. the dad going created chaos, each one of them was still personally dedicated to completing this ritual at, at whatever cost. Yeah, I, I'm I'm left deeply untouched and unmoved by this film. I found it, yeah, like unexciting, unpoetic, unoriginal, uninteresting, poorly structured, uh, like filled with red herrings that just sort of feel like, wouldn't it be cool if we had two cops who weren't the public cops? It's like, okay, fine. Like, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a rich market we go to at the start of the film? It just... <laughs> I, like uh, I just feel, I feel like most of it was a waste of time to watch. I'm no, nah, it's a, it's a no. Like we've really got to get moving on charcuterie shag. And when I say we, probably I'm really included in that. And I feel very very bad that uh, that we haven't. Is it? Yeah. Look, uh, there's still scope for a competent cannibal film to be released that understands what you do with a corpse when you kill it. It's waiting for us. It is waiting for us. We'll make money from it. Capitalism, baby. Uh, This was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?